with the ultimate objective of using the heart of the void at the crown of Egadon, the party picked their way up the mountain. They encountered an obstacle, an insurmountable cliff that proved too difficult to ascend. Electing to take another, longer route, they followed mysterious tracks to a burrow nestled against the side of the mountain, and spied a much more manageable trail. They were interrupted, however, when a pack of creatures emerged from the burrow. Strange, mangled, hyena-like beasts with matted fur, dead eyes, and leaving behind trails of strange-colored blood. The party was cornered with only one way out. Formulating a quick plan of attack, Vamok gave the signal, and hell broke loose. Roll initiative. Are you freaking kidding me? I got a nat 20 on initiative. Tw- 22. Smooth, Brett, mm. smooth. Uh, Everyone complains about that. Because <laughs> it's so much cooler and satisfying when it's in combat. My favorite part about it is the uh, the implication that that 20 could have been used elsewhere as if it was stored in the dock. Don't act like it couldn't. <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> All right, so Brett got a 22. 20 for Vamok. 20 for Brynir. 20 for Mick. Seven for Val. My luck is not improving. <laughs> it will go then the monsters, four players, Corio, Luna, and another player. So there's like seven of these things? Currently, yes. There are two in front of you blocking the trail, two behind you blocking the way you came, and three just at the mouth of the burrow. And in that pack of three is an especially large one. As Vamok gives the signal to attack and a flurry of motion breaks out in the party, these creatures also leap into action. The two that had come up behind you snap and leap at Brynir and Vamok. The first of them attacking Vamok, that is 17 to hit. That one chows down on Vamok, that does hit. And with that, it bites into your thigh and takes a chunk out for 23 damage. Alrighty. And then for Brynir, that one leaps up and wrestles with you for a second, and you're able to knock it back, but its claws scrape along your forearm and your chest, raking you for 29 damage. But do I get a deeper V because of it? (laughs) Yes, the shirt is now uh, a vest. (laughs) It's a crop top, too. The ones that were at the mouth of the burrow, one of them strikes Vamok again, raking along your back for 20 damage. Then the large one attacks Rolandir, and you are bitten for 30 damage and are restrained. The other one in the large one's pack strikes at Rolandir but will miss, and then the two nearest to the switchback trail will charge down, both of them attacking Corio, one of them missing, and one of them biting into her leg for 23 damage. That's all of them. Brynir is going to attack back at the one that attacked him, first entering into his rage, and then stabbing with his spear. Hot dang. Okay, guys, that's a uh, double nat 20. <laughs> no nice. The universe loves us. What the? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Brynir gets pissed off and slices the heads clean off these two. <laughs> I had the perfect V. <laughs> That's the secret. By the power. You needed that best V. Okay, sorry. Uh, let me actually roll damage for that. Zooey mama. 
having just been slashed across the arm and the chest, Brynir, with his spear that was out, comes back up and stabs right at the hyena-like creature towards his face, going towards the mouth through to the brain kind of situation, dealing 55 damage. That's your total? That was for the first one, yes. Okay, that'll be a lethal wound. Nice! Seeing that the creature has not been quite felled, he's going to remove the spear and try to get it from the side, going for its heart, dealing 39 damage. Ripping your spear from its head and then stabbing it again through its main part of its body, you pin it to the ground as it shrieks and then gurgles, and there's just this spatter of black blood that's tinged with this strange, like, twinkling purple that it coughs up as it seems to die in front of you. Following Brynir's lead, Vamak will also retaliate, trying to strike at the one that bit his thigh uh, with this glaive that he has out. Does a 25 hit? It does. Vamak will slash at this one, cutting it right across the cheek and some purpley, oozy blood comes out, dealing 12 damage. Is that the end of Vamok's turn? That is. As a warlock, you don't get extra attacks unless you're casting spells. <laughs> okay, well, out of the three of us, I think that Mick will go next then. And we'll say before springing into action to Luna and Val, uh, yell back to them, Stay close to me! And we'll say, Back, you beast! Back! And we'll start to advance towards this warg. I'm going to call it that. Anyways, um, that tried to attack Corio, but was unsuccessful. And we'll try to intimidate with the fire first. But in her other hand is the scimitar. And we'll attack and trying to slice the appendage that's closest to Mick. Uh, maybe it's legs. And I rolled a 32 for attack. That'll hit. Sweet, I would hope so. And then for the damage, 13. Is that all Mick's going to do? As you slash across its shoulder and hind leg or foreleg. Does that do anything to move this creature to the side? Okay. I think Mick will try to advance as much as she can, but if there's nothing there, then she'll just kind of hold her ground. All right. Next player. Is there a way out of the circle of wolves through that one that died that Brynir killed? That's the back way. That's the way you came. Why? Val is going to, like, move as close as seems reasonably safe to get... (laughs) Oh, this is bad. Um, Val is going to move up to where Rolandir is at. Can he use an action to help Rolandir escape to give him advantage on whatever check that's going to be? I'll allow that, yes. That's what Val will do. Val will move forward and give the help action uh, and just sort of brace for impact. Corio will move forward between the two blocking the trail, slashing one for 20 damage and slashing at the other, cutting open its side for 21 damage. Luna will follow her lead coming up beside Mick and stabbing into that warg hyena creature for nine damage with her dagger. So Val gave me advantage on whatever I'm going to do? Conditional on you choosing to escape, yes. Rolandir's initial instinct actually is not that. Um, (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to take both of his hands, the sword in one hand, but he's kind of like gripping it between his 
the big part of his hand and his thumb and the rest of his fingers go out and his other hand and he's gonna just throw them onto the head of this big wolf-like beast and he's gonna try to use his blood powers to determine really what this thing's weakness is he wants to feel around it like kind of touch the blood inside of it and see what can you tell me about where you're vulnerable doing a little mind therapy here this will be your whole action and you can't use val's advantage that's what he's doing so (laughs) all right just making sure you know (laughs) i won't require a roll this is kind of an innate sanguine thing it doesn't have blood the the blood that whatever's inside of it that's flowing out of it is not the same life force that courses through yourself that courses through everyone else in your party or any other beast that you've encountered on Egadon. You've always, since becoming the Godborn, you've always felt this connection to people, to things, being able to just glean emotions from them. Here, there's absolutely nothing. It's like a void, in fact. That's my turn. We'll start with the Alpha, then, who has your arm in its jaws, and it is going to crunch down on it for 55 damage. That is a minor wound for a lander. It rends tendons in your arm, and you will deal a quarter damage from now on. The one closer to the hill sees Brynir stab its compatriot down, and it attacks you, Brynir, for 27 damage as it bites into your leg. And roll a strength saving throw real quick, or dexterity, your choice. The number to beat is 32. Well, I got a 32. It doesn't pull you off your feet. Vamok is subject to the next attack by one of them that is next to the alpha. It misses. Ooh. Sucks to suck. The other one beside the alpha will attack Rolandir, biting into the back of your leg for 23 damage. And then the last two that are blocking the trail, one of them turns on Corio and the other turns on Mick. The one attacking Corio actually leaps at her, but flails in the air and falls past her and is now positioned closer to Brynir than anyone else. It's prone as well. And then the one attacking Mick follows suit. That's two nat ones right after another. (laughs) (laughs) And both of those warg hyena creatures sort of leap at Mick and Corio and they collide in the air and they fall onto the ground in the snow and the gravel now in the midst of you all. So the trail is no longer blocked. It's a player's turn. Val is going to like grab Rolandier's face and turn him to look at him like by the chin and say, get your arm out of its God's damned mouth and just bolt. And he just says, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Val makes it to the trail. And with that dash, you can make it up the, you know, this little hill as well. So you are now at the top of the hill on the opposite side of the burrow. Great. I'll start to look around for like rocks or anything that I could throw down to like start an avalanche, etc. I obviously can't do anything this round, but that's sort of Val's intention for the future. All right. Next player. Brynir is going to give out a bit of a yell, like a war cry. And all of a sudden you guys feel a mighty presence among you and have advantage on your attacks and saving throws until my next turn. Nice. 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 And then Brynir is going to go ahead and we're going to go for the ones attacking V-Man. Nice. 
Okay, the uh, one closest to Brynir that is next to Vamak. He doesn't take kindly to when monsters attack his companions, so he's going to run it through with the attempt to try to actually run it through both of them. Okay. I'm very grateful that I uh, got gave advantage to myself and to everybody. I may or may not have rolled a two and a four. But instead... <laughs> well, instead I rolled two nat 20s. Again? Yelza. Brynir is on fire. All right, what's the first attack? Uh, the first attack is a 46. You stab that spear into the first Borg creature, and it snarls and pushes back a little on you. Seeing that I'm getting some pushback, Brynir's going to yank out the spear and stab the beast through the throat. For a total of... 50 damage. You stab the creature through its throat, and the tip of your spear rips across its arteries, its tendons, its muscles in there, and you can even feel bone snapping as you rip it out, and the creature falls dead, its head limp on the ground. Next player. Vamak will go ahead and go, seeing one of the foes in front of him skewered through and then have its throat slashed. He's going to adjust his aim to the remaining one that is still in front of him and attack that with a 27. That will hit. And so he will come bring this glaive across, get it right on the collarbone of this creature, but not going very deep, pretty shallow wound, causing a bit of blood splatter on the ground, dealing 10 damage. Okay. And that is it. So Mick is going to follow in suit with Val, but before doing that, we'll try to attack one of these creatures that had missed her previously, just to take off the edge for the rest of the group, you know. You have advantage. Oh, sweet! Okay, I got a nat 20 right there, so... Yowza! That's what's up! Thirty-six damage. I rolled. So Mick is before fleeing, going to advance towards the closest warg creature to her, and will rush towards it and will slash through the head, hopefully making a clean cut through it, or at least getting lodging into it. <laughs> its skull. It's a clean cut as you rend from the top of its skull, breaking it down into its lower jaw, where finally that's where your scimitar kind of stops, just nested after slicing through its tongue. And you see its brain in there just like oozing this gunk, and its dead eyes look up at you and it gives a growl. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Are you going to move away from it? Uh, yeah, that, that was my next move. So Mick will try to retreat. Then it will attack you. Okay. <laughs> Though it misses entirely, and it will just stumble over itself and remain prone. Mick will try to flee towards the trail. You can scramble to the base of the trail, but not mount it. Sounds good. Corio will go over and finish off the warg creature that Mick debilitated, and then she will slash at the other one for 26 damage. And then Luno will stab that one as well for 10 damage before running up to where Mick is. And now Rolandier's turn. Knowing how to take orders, Rolandier's going to, uh... <laughs> is he able to do an attack with the arm in the mouth, or does he have to rip it out? You'll have disadvantage. That's fine, because he had advantage, and he got this on his first roll, so... He got a 19, which... on his roll, which means it was actually... It hits. Sweet. Mustering as much power as he can into this one swing, despite being restrained by this big beast, he still is able to manage a whopping 45 damage directly into the side of this beast's neck. 
That is with the damage reduction. What the F? Yeah. <laughs> was that his divine smite? Was that why? It... That, that was his divine smite, yeah. <laughs> wait, so you dealt 180 damage raw? Oh, wait, I'm only doing a quarter damage, or I thought you said... Yeah, oh. you're doing a quarter damage. Oh, oh, well then. Never mind. All right, backtrack in there. Rolander deals 15 damage to this uh, sorry whelp of a dog. Is is he able to then utilize the potential pain that this, this thing feels to get his arm free? You are not. All right. He looks quickly around, notices that people are able to start making it past these other animals that are on the ground, and he is going to just try to keep the attention from this big thing on him, but then again, he was told to rip his arm out of its mouth. So he's going to take try to get the arm out of its mouth. You'll have to do that next turn. You already used your action to attack. Then fine, he's going to attack again. <laughs> it's almost like I told you to do something to try to help you, Brett. <laughs> You're going to get crunched again. He doesn't want this thing chasing y'all. All All right, he's attacking again then. Well, well, how does it feel to have people ignore your advice? (laughs) (laughs) It feels real bad, Noah. (laughs) He got another 19 on his roll, so yeah, that hits. Pulling it out and trying to just aim for the same place one more time that he started to open up this wound on the side of its neck. He's going to actually deal 12 damage. You slash at it. It's very pitiful watching him slash because, like, he hardly has any strength. The alpha's gonna go now. And why don't you roll a strength check with disadvantage? Okay. <laughs> uh, big brain Rolander got a nat one. <laughs> All right, then it doesn't even matter. It spreads its back legs and it gets a little on its haunches, leaning in, and then it, with a whip of its neck and its body, it tosses you around 15 feet toward the mouth of the den, and you roll to a stop there. It then turns and pounces on Vamok. And why don't you do a strength check as well, Vamok? 13. All right, well, flip those numbers around, and that's what it got. As it knocks you prone and is going to bite into your gut. Joke's on you, I don't have a gut. It's just skeleton. Whoa! (laughs) It bites into you for 35 damage. Not quite enough for a minor wound. Awesome. The three remaining ward creatures, the one that was in the midst of the group, gets to its feet. And it is right behind Brynir, so it's going to attack him. Uh, However, it misses as you're able to whirl around just in time to dodge its jaws. The two that are by the alpha, one of them will attack Vamok on the ground. This freaking thing, like, man, this is Draco Malfoy with Crab and Goyle right there. Like, <laughs> these freaking hyenas wearing their coats. It bites into you for 17 damage. And then the other one on the other side of the alpha bolts after Mick and Luna. And it leaps after Luna. And it slashes against her back and pins her to the ground, dealing 28 damage to her. All right, so Vamok is breathing heavily after having his guts bitten at. Doesn't like that. And uh, you can actually tell he is 
for lack of a better term, he's struggling to keep a lid on it. Like, he wants to just, like, burst into his form of dread, as he has done so often before, and start blasting on these guys. But for this <laughs> turn, he is keeping it together, and he is going to fight his way up, you know, spend half his movement to get up from prone, and he's going to attack the one that uh, just bit at his gut. You first have to get out of being restrained by the alpha. <sighs> this alpha freaking sucks. Okay. Someone needs to take his letterman's jacket off. That's all these people are. They're just the high school jocks. <laughs> okay, so I got to do a strength contest to get out of this? Strength or dexterity, your choice. Number to beat is 17. Ooh, that's doable. No, okay. Um, well, on that strength check, Vimok only rolled a 17, which I believe is condition unchanged, so he is still restrained. So he struggles and struggles, and I swear if this thing is not off of him... By the time Vamok's next turn rolls around, I don't freaking care if it kills Tentiver. Vamok's going to be Eldritch <laughs> blasting some of these suckers off the side of the mountain. <laughs> That's how Val feels right now, TBH. Yeah, seeing Rolander get thrown like a ragdoll, Vamok just tackled. Next player. Nick would have uh, seen Luna obviously get tackled to the ground, essentially, by, by this creature. And we'll try to counterattack that, I guess you could say. And we'll try to get it off of her. But first, we'll attack it by trying to cut its legs off. So let's try it. You still have advantage. I am so grateful for that. I just rolled a two. So what is that? 29. That'll hit. Okay, sweet. Yep, Nick just says, as I said, we'll try to go for the legs and try to chop them off or, or at least injure them so that Luna can make a safe escape. How much damage did you do? Uh, 14. You slash across its legs, injuring it and possibly giving Luna some leeway to escape come her turn. Anything else for Mick? Nope. Two more players. Rolandry will go then. He uh, shakes himself off as much as he can. Uh, so... What is the distance between both him and the big warg and him and the warg that is attacking Luna? So, like, those two distances. The warg attacking Luna is, like, 35 feet away. The warg, the big warg is 15 feet away. Aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. And it's just the big warg and another one fighting Vamok and Brynir? This is correct. Then Rolandir is going to stand up. He is going to take the dash action to give him more movement, and he is going to try to get just essentially bolt as fast as he can over to get to where Mick, Luna, and the other warg are. All right, you make it to them. And since he took the dash, he can't attack, right? That is correct. He is ready then. Val will go. Is there a rock or anything that he can (laughs) hurl? (laughs) You can find a rock, yes. Like a fist-sized rock. Great. I'm hoping that gravity will aid me in my <laughs> efforts here. I'm going to hurl it at the, the wolf on top of Luna. It's going to hit Rolander right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Calc 20. That will hit. Great. Uh, what kind of damage do you want me to roll for a rock? 1d4. You got it. <laughs> Every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. That's a three. It hits the warg in the head. And it gives a little <laughs> yip. But it doesn't die. <laughs> that would be really great if it had died. <laughs> Is that the end of Val's turn? Yes. Corio will attack the warg that is by Brynir, and that will hit, and she kills it. Just slashing right through its neck, and its head is lopped off. The other one 
she'll actually move over and attack the alpha on top of Vamok, and she will get a hit and deal 25 damage to it as she slashes and stabs at this large thing. Luna will try her very best to just stab her dagger upward, realizing there's no way she could overpower this creature. She'll just stab into it, and she'll deal seven damage. Brynir's going to attack the large one on Vamok. I, uh, would a 19 hit? Yes. Okay. Seeing that Vamok had a bit of a struggle trying to get this beast off of him, Brynir's going to swiftly charge over and stab the large beast in its shoulder, dealing 33 damage, and then he'll uh, immediately remove it and slice across its throat and dealing 20 damage. That will finish it off as your second strike pierces its throat, it gargles and spits its black blood, and then dies atop Vamok. The one that is next to Brynir and Vamok and Corio after the alpha is killed rips at Brynir. It will deal 24 damage to you as it starts to bite and scratch at you. The one on top of Luna will deal 32 damage to her, so she's at a third of her health. And then crunching over gravel and bone, this whine, almost guttural, but still high-pitched, echoes off the den. And bolting across is this large bloated creature, almost twice as big as the Alpha, straight at Rolandir. As the den mother of these creatures pounces on you from behind and is going to rip into Rolandir's back for 68 damage. Wowzers, I'm almost dead. Say, are you conscious still? I got five more left. Oh my, Lanta. That's a major wound. As it barrels toward you and leaps on you, its paws just connect with your shoulders and smash you with a concussive force into the ground as you strike your head, as you bruise your chest, your sternum, as the air is knocked out of you, and then it bites into your, like, clavicle, and you just feel these fangs go all the way through and, like, and touch each other, basically ripping through the entirety of your flesh. This is major, not lethal. (laughs) (laughs) And you feel your left arm go completely numb. Not even numb. You just stop feeling it. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No, this sucks, bro. And and I'm prone under it? Yes, you are. (sighs) This counts as restrained. (sighs) Player's turn. The mock will go ahead and... He's 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 gonna he's gonna rip it. He's gonna go right into his form of dread, like in an instant, and he's gonna start blasting dudes. He sees there's the one that's like close to him, and so as he's getting up, he's gonna use one of his now four because we leveled up one of his four eldritch blasts to try to zap that dude. Does a twenty one hit? It sure does. Rad. So that's just going to deal 11 damage to that one and knock it 10 feet away, 10 feet away from Vamok. The other three are going straight for Big Big Mama, uh, the big mamma jamma <laughs> on top of Rolandier. All three of them? All three of them. Does a 21 hit? It does. Nice. Then a 24 hits and a natural 20 hits. Nice. 
So, the first one impacts this creature for 11 damage and knocks it 10 feet. The second one hits it for 22 damage and knocks it 10 more feet. And then the last one hits it for 14 damage. And I'm not going to knock it 10 more feet, just in case somebody wants to get up and try to attack. You've pushed it to the base of the hill, basically. Oh, nice. Then I'm just going to I'm just gonna slam it into the ground as hard as I can. Just like Vamak is done with this freaking situation. He gets the one on him off, boom. And then he just like, he's slinging them up, all three just direct hitting this thing, knocking them clear off of Rolandir. Okay, who's next? Brynir is going to make his way back to the other smaller one that was previously attacking Vamak and charging, going for the head again, going for that that brain. Seems to be working pretty good, and that'll deal 32 damage. Nice. All right, you deal 32 damage. You stab it right through the head. It's skull cracking under your spear tip. Sweet. He'll take it out and then stab it into the chest, dealing 13 damage. Finish it off. Oh, thank you, Brynir. Brynir stabs it into the chest, raising it up and throws it across the burrow. And feeling very satisfied, he readies himself to go take on the dead mother. All right, next player. Mick can go, still trying to free Luna from this one last creature that still has her pinned. Mick will try to attack. Does a 26 hit? It does. I deal 14 damage. Okay. So Mick is trying to go for the joint between, uh, I assume, the open mouth of this creature. And we'll try to slash laterally to try to, I don't know, unjaw it. I don't know, unhinge it. <laughs> As this thing barks and snaps at Luna and yourself, you slash it across its face. And you do succeed in partially cutting through the bone and muscle that is holding its jaw together, though it's still able to deliver these threatening snaps. One more player before Corio. That will go. Throw a rock. <laughs> I am also busting out the magic because I can't take it anymore. Um, I am going to upcast Bigby's hand at 8th level. And I'm going to put it right next to Mick and Luna. And I'm just going to punch the heck out of that wall. <laughs> because Val has embraced the party's need to punch things. So yeah, here we go. Ooh, natural 19. Uh, four at 30. That will hit. Okay, I'm rolling 10 d8s here, everybody. Force damage. It's a beautiful Ooh. 43 force damage. This hand that materializes just unleashes this blow and you hear Mick standing right next to this creature this sickening crackle as its side basically just collapses and it is flung across this burrow where it slides to a stop in the snow and just lies limp. Loving it. Only the den mother left. Okay, bonus action. I'm going to move the hand towards the den mother. That's it for Bell. All right. Just floats over to the <laughs> den mother. <laughs> it's that same hideous color that his hair used to be. Very signature. I was also drawing on a Baylor. Sorry, I didn't specify that. Oh, I've assumed all magic so far. Kill the Baylors. Who cares about that? I mean, they're going to die anyway, so. I think a lot of people are going to die anyways. Like, Corio's going to run over to the dead mother. She'll miss her first attack on it, but her second one will hit and she'll deal 17 damage. Luna, now freed, will get to her feet and she'll just scramble up the hill to Val's side. Welcome. Last player. Really? 
Mr. Rolandier, Mr. Deer. He uh, is very thankful to not be underneath this monstrosity anymore, and he is going to join Corio in attacking it with disadvantage because he is a freaking bum arm. That is going to be a 21. That will hit. Sweet. That is going to be 11 damage. And he's going to attack again, actually. He's feeling pretty good about himself. 16. That misses. Okay. So he takes another whiff after getting a good glancing blow on it. And he start, he's starting to feel that bite that, you know, made him lose all feeling in his arm. So, and he's losing blood. <laughs> the den mother will turn on her land ear and bite into you. 24 hits, I assume. Yes. And it will deal... I'm dead. 27 damage. He big dead. As it bites into you, you topple over. And then it turns on Corio and it... Ooh. And it deals 99 damage to Corio. Oh, boy! As it pounces oh. on top of her and rips her throat open. Ooh, Menhane. Bye, Corio. Is she dead? Like, dead dead? You see, like, her throat is exposed and there's, like, arterial blood spurting out. Jeez. Ooh, boy. Oh, man, this is going to be a wreck to clean up. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous about the cost of healing here. And then the dead mother, growling, turns toward Mick. And that's the end of its Ah, oh, Blumenhane. Okay. With both Rolandier and Corio uh, crumpling beneath the dead mother, that actually gives Vamok a very clear shot. And he will go ahead and cast Finger of Death, see if he can do some damage. Let's make a constitution saving throw. 16. A 16 does not make it. That is 60 damage as Vamok charges up, and then, like, as soon as Rolandir is out of frame, boom, he lets loose, and just, like, a streak of yellow energy goes right from his finger and impacts this beast right in its nasty, oozing head, and it just impacts it, and you can see the beast's head, like, whipped to the side as the energy, like, flows straight from Vamok into this thing. You see this sickly, like, necrotic tinge overtake it as it almost, like, glows for a second as it's just smashed by this curse. Its neck, from the force of the spell alone, seems to snap. And then it turns its head from Mick to Vamok and lets out a low growl. Okay, I've got a backup plan, but it's going to take a couple of turns. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, Val can go. Okay, go, Val. Unless you're... Did you want to move or anything? Actually, you know what? Yes, Vamok is going to move away from it a little bit. Just kind of back it up, get out of range, and then he is going to... He'll chill there till his next turn. Okay, Val will go. I'm just going to punch the den mother. (laughs) With Bigby's hand? With Bigby's hand, yeah. That's my bonus action. I may try to heal Luna with an action. I haven't decided yet. That is a 24 to hit. As the hand impacts the dead mother, this fist just pounding into this bloated form of this animal, it almost like bulges on the opposite side from where the fist strikes, and then it explodes outward. (laughs) Just showering the burrow on the other side with this black gunk and its innards and bones, and the dead mother wobbles for a second on its feet, and then collapses. We did it! With magic! Oh my gosh. Can I use Bigby's hand now that we're out of combat to scoop up her landier and Corio and bring them to me? First. Oh no. (laughs) This pile 
of bones and innards and fluid that has just been ejected from the dead mother's bloated body seems to congeal on the ground. And then shooting from her are these almost millipede-looking creatures. No. Yeah, we hate that. Having a clear view, like, of its insides, Mick probably sees this the most, these millipedal creatures seem to have been, like, wrapped around its bones, moving it. Oh. To a degree. And they're, they're about the width of, you know, your forearm. And as they squirm out of the den mother, they, they burrow into the earth and disappear. I hate that. And now you're out of combat. Can I grab Rolandier and Corio and haul them up the mountain by a big bee's hand? Yes. If I can try to heal all three of them in like one sort of fell swoop effort, I would like to do that. If I need to make separate checks for each of them, I will also do that. It'll be three separate checks. I was looking, hang on, before you do that, because I was looking at this, my character sheet, which I reference once every seven or so episodes. It turns out, I believe one of my cantrips is actually spare the dying so I can bond their souls to at least stabilize them. That's probably smart. Then the mock, still in his form of dread, not quite coming down out of it, but having a bit of lucidity, will approach all of his downed comrades and will cast Spare the Dying on each of them to stabilize them, keep their souls from getting too far. As you cast that second binding, you feel a shift, as if the well which you were drawing upon changes. Immediately, the mock, like, you know, the the kind of the skeletal, you know, face, the claws, all that retracts, and he's like, he like shrinks back down to normal size. Form of Dread's gone as soon as that well dries up. If you want to roll like a reactive arcana, I'll let you. I got a 13. You can surmise from that feeling that whatever energy you had gained from access to the Valors has been used up, and you took your first dip into the well of Tentiver. Oh. All the Valors are dead. <laughs> oh, jeez. That doesn't surprise me. The mock, almost apathetic, looks towards Val and says, The Valors are gone. 